Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right, Andy. Steve. In one word, what did you make of Johnny Bairstow's dismissal? Um, in one word, I'd probably describe it as shame. <laughs> I was thinking you were going to say shame or shameful. Yeah, I, I think it's... Uh, and there's a few different ways you can interpret that. Shame as in it's a shame. It's a shame for England. It's a shame for the Test match as a whole that it was probably robbed of... Um, maybe an even tighter conclusion because you're taking out one of the, the key players in such a soft, arguable way. Um, and then there's also the the point-blank shame that I think some sections of Australia will be feeling of, like, that just is not cricket. What do you think, I don't Steve? know if they will. I don't know if they will because I... What it's made me realise, because obviously last year at the end of the season we had uh, the Indian run out of the non-strikers end at Lords when Charlie Dean got run out, and that was when England needed about twelve or fourteen to win something like that. Mm. That was India, and I mean commentators, English commentators were getting death threats from members of the Indian support because they're like, it's in the laws and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. This year the Aussies have stood by what they've done. And it makes me realise that England are just about the only country left that actually care. Like, that, when this happens, this sort of thing happens, I actually, like I said, it'll be less than 30 seconds until someone uses the word spirit of the game. And I think it was actually about 10 seconds. Yeah. Um, well, it's first thing that Well, you just get all the cretins come out of the woodwork going, oh, it's in the spirit of the game. And then it's like, and then you just get all the foreign fans who hate England of any nationality going, well, what about the time Stuart Broad didn't walk? And, Mm. oh, when I saw one post, oh, what about Ben Stokes cheating at Lords in the World Cup final when he intentionally hit the ball to the boundary on the run? And it's like, 
oh, give me a break. Like, come on. And that I think that's the cry and shame is that Ben Stokes scored an incredible 150. What a knock. What a knock. Stuart Broad wore more balls than you can count and was an absolute hero to bat for two hours. Properly dug just, in. It was, a, yeah. it, it was an incredible game of cricket. And unfortunately now we're just doomed to talk about someone having a go at some stumps for, and it like it was clever I guess well, I if I'd done that, it I'd have thought it was clever to be fair yeah. I really thought it was very very clever I mean let's not beat around the bush I mean it, well it's within the laws of the game of course it is um, and actually in fairness to Carey he's done it so quickly that it's not a, a, I don't think it's like one of them where he's gone oh he's walked out I'm going to get him it's like he's had a go um, and it's maybe he's noticed Berso doing it on a few occasions and maybe premeditated which, it, which it looked like he did because he he threw yeah. it before Berso had even walked out of his crease. Yeah. So actually, if Berso had turned around, he'd have seen Carey throw the ball and he'd have got back. And he'd have gone. What are you doing? But but also, and this is the thing that really winds me up: run out of the non-striker's end. People hate. Mm. But it's kind of fair because if the non-striker is backing up too far, they're cheating. They're stealing ground. Mm. Bairstow wasn't stealing anything. Bairstow was walking down to have a chat. He wasn't trying yeah. to steal a run, or you know, you didn't. He wasn't too. He didn't go for a run, turn around, and go. Oh god, I'm too slow to get back. There was there was no skill or anything there. It's almost like um, it's almost like you timed him out or something for going to the loo for too long in in his in the lunch break or something like that. You know, it's like there was no. Sk- involved in getting him out and I think that's the shame because I mean we can sit here and go well we lost by 40 odd runs Bairstow would have got those he wouldn't have done no and I, but we will I never know that no we'll never I know think that. there's that's more the to problem. it than that as well I actually do you know what I don't think we would have got as close as we did potentially if that didn't happen because I, I think what happened you know what Stokes felt off that and then what he went on to do off that kind of perceived injustice um, I just don't think he would have played that innings had he had Bess alongside him. Um, so we, we probably would have lost anyway, sure. But it just it just doesn't feel great. Uh, I remember, I always like to look for like precedent when these things have happened before, which um, I looked for yesterday when Mitchell Stark's catch or, you know, drop as it was deemed, um, was, you know, said it wasn't out. And there's plenty of examples of precedent of, people taking catches doing that exact thing and they go well it's, it's not out it's not out you've not mm. you know here's the rules yeah that's what it is um and the most memorable example of precedent i can remember is ian bell against india a few years ago maybe 10 years ago maybe even more than that when i think it was the last ball before lunch and he's tapped his bat in um you know made his ground and just walked off for lunch and I think it was Donny behind the stumps, whipped the bales off. They've all gone away. We've got him. And they've had a little thing. And maybe it's because they had lunch to think about it. But obviously what then happened was Bell strides out after lunch and everyone sort of apologises and goes, well, yes, it was technically out, but we rescind our appeal. It's not within how we want to play cricket because it's it's tenuous. It's, it's obvious what's happening. Um, how much can you blame Bairstow, do you think? I mean, I would actually say there's very few players on our team that would get out in that way other than Bairstow. Don't you feel like it's a very Johnny Bairstow way of getting out? 
and like the kind of the big Johnny eyes when he's like, "Oh no, am I out?" He just kind of look. He just he just looks like he wants to have a fight. Mm. I don't know. It just feels very in the same way that he for about three years he seemed to chop onto his stumps every innings and never really like learnt from it. Mm. Or I don't know. It just or the way he like broke his leg in eleven places playing golf. It just feels like yeah. the only th- only Johnny Bairstow could do that. I feel it's it's almost um, his luck, but then also his maybe just f- like on just just not just being a bit blasé, I suppose. And maybe at the height, I mean, Ashes cricket is the height of cricket competition. There is no margin for any sort of complacency. Obviously, that will no English player is going to get out like that again. In this series, no. no. In the you next saw them few years, tapping their bat in every time after that. Yeah, I mean, but there's there's more. Obviously, there's more to that than oh, you can't get me out and tap my bat in. It's obviously trying to make a point and you know take the mic. Um, it's a lesson. It's a reminder. Of course, it is. But it's come in the most brutal of circumstances. How many club cricketers are going to get out this weekend, or how many wicket keepers in club cricket this weekend are going to try that now? I can guarantee there'll be a hundred attempts, and like one person might actually hit the stumps. I can, I actually think yeah. there might be a lot of overthrows this this Saturday now. <laughs> but then, okay, there's a good question for you though. If that's overthrows, surely it's a wicket. If if Kerry throws that right, if Kerry throws that. Misses stumps and it goes and hits the boundary. What do we say? I'm saying you cheeky bastard! Stop trying to get our players out like that. Damn right we're having four runs. That's what I'm saying. Mm. But I I think it's more similar to imagine you take the catch or you, you take a the ball at, at wicket keeper. It's left it clean catch. You do the little thing out the back of the hand where you chuck it to first slip. Mm. First slip drops it and it runs away to the boundary. Would you be go? Because that is the the ball's dead at that point. He's taking the catch. He's just passing it to the next guy to get it back to the bowler. At what point? I think it's more similar to that, and I wouldn't be asking for the runs. Fair, but I guess that's. I guess what I was I was literally putting it in that scenario where what he has done is thrown it. It has missed, and it's yeah. hit the boundary. I'm probably the first one standing up, being like, "I want four runs there," because that yeah, is true. proper cheeky from you. Um. Mm. I think maybe it's just because... Do you know what it was? It's because it robbed everyone there of what was a, such a spicy encounter waiting to happen. And, like, the tension was obviously so high. The competition was so high. People believed England could make that run chase and still did up to probably, um, I don't know, maybe about four o'clock or, or whenever it was when, when I Stokes did, I got didn't out. give up. I didn't give up until it was over because you just look at it and go... The Aussies nearly got there in 2005 at Edgebaston. Two, number 10 and 11 scored 40-odd mm. in the morning. You know, but not, it's not over till it's over. Jimmy but, Anderson and, and Tungy. No, I mean, but... Tungy put in a pretty decent They gave us enough because be they, they knocked off about 30. They knocked off about 30. They got it down to 40-odd to, to win. Yeah. But, and you just think, that's that's 10 streaky shots. 20, 25, the partnership was worth. Mm. It's, mate, it's good going for, for a final wicket partnership. But what? So what I felt about England the last test is we had so much batting depth and a very short tail. And actually, you take Ali out of that, um, 
And when you think you've got Broad coming in at eight, that tail then seems very long. So, yeah. you know, I was saying it, it was not a hot take at all, but as soon as Bersak get out, you're saying, well, as soon as Stokes is out, that is the game over. And in fact, yeah, when, when Stokes got out, you know, I sort of, I didn't lose interest, but it was very much a matter of time. The fact that Robinson Nothing. got out so quickly and so cheaply as well, and you, you roll your eyes and you go, well, you know, that's a shame. That is that. Because actually, I think if there was one person in the tail that could have just got a weird 30, I thought it could have been Ollie Robinson. At Wisden, they always say that uh, Robinson's a weird one because no matter how well he bats or bowls, he always has, averages 20 with both. Like, he has a bad day. It's mm. like, oh, he's got 20 runs every time he bats somehow and he always it doesn't matter whether you think he's been rubbish or test he always somehow has averaged 20 with the ball yeah so i know what you mean it's one of those ones but also as well it's too much pressure on the guy i i think if stokes had batted for another half an hour 10 more boundaries got it down to 40 or 30 odd that number is something that three tail enders can apply themselves to and go, right, we're going to go in ones and twos, we're going to bat for an hour, mm. just don't get out. Whereas 70, you're then oh, looking at, you're we, like, we do not have the batting to be able to last long enough to score 70 singles. Like that yeah. is two, three hours of batting um, and they're not going to find the boundary enough. Like it's just, you know, I just think the number 70 was too high. Get it to 50 and they would have, I just think men- mentality-wise, you could go, right, well, that's 20 between two of us and 10 for the other, then yeah. we can do that. 70 is just a number that was too high, I think. Yeah. Do you know what I was thinking is I just, I really wanted Stokes to be able to get to the new ball. Because I think if he gets the new ball, he's probably knocking off another 30-odd um, in that time. But, you know, in between him, there was about eight overs, I think, maybe slightly less from when he got out to the new ball. You know, who knows if they would have taken it at that time if Stokes was still there. But I was thinking, get to that new ball um, and then anything could happen because it would have been a 10 partnership then yeah. for each or, or slightly and, over. And also as well, the, I think the new ball, it would have gone to the boundary faster. Oh, mate, there, there was edge, definitely some shots. It's going to go for six rather that, than court. Yeah, there was shots that Tangy was playing that they just, you know, they needed a little bit more to get to the boundary. And actually, if that's off a new ball... You know, obviously you wouldn't have been able to play that shot or whatever, but that would go to the boundary. So it was it was a great entertaining test though, from from start to finish. It's it was. If you're if you don't have skin in the game, you're looking at it going, Wow, what a test. True. I it's weird though, I didn't really enjoy it until this morning. And then this morning I was watching it more with as an England fan I didn't enjoy it mm. I switched it on this morning thinking I better watch this because if something happens I will want to see it there's a chance we win it was slim but I was like there's a chance and then it got entertaining I, it, even though we had spells where we were the better team and actually to be fair we did get we should have got our noses a lot further in front the whole game felt like we were chasing Australia and it didn't really feel like Australia were so good they were blowing us away it just felt like we couldn't keep up with them. It, it came from that first morning. It came from that first morning where um, conditions were favourable and we chose to bowl and we didn't get a wicket. And yeah. I, I think the first partnership was worth 73. And mm. 
as a you know from a psychological point of view that's huge and you think there's been two really big decisions from Ben Stokes in these two tests that are aggressive decisions they're baseball decisions and they just haven't quite paid off and that is obviously the declaration in the first test and it's choosing to bowl in the second test and they're both like you know you think on another day that could have worked out we could have used those conditions took three australian wickets and all of a sudden you're thinking great we could have and again on that when we declared on the first day of the of the first test, we could have gone and got a couple of quick wickets and you're like, that is baseball. Wow, this is so aggressive. It just hasn't paid off. But I I don't think that that means you should look back and go, oh, we should have done something different. Because I think they, I just like the brand of cricket they're playing. And if that means it doesn't always work, you know, it is what it is. And you shouldn't forget that Australia are the best test team in the world. Yeah, Shouldn't forget champions. That. Yeah. How well so, did Stark bowl, by the way? I thought, and Pat as well, Pat Cummins. But I thought Stark was uh, unplayable at times. Unplayable. I mean, yesterday night, I I checked the score and I just thought, oh, brilliant, England are four for 50 or whatever, like we always are. Yeah. And I thought, oh, you know, apply yourself, boys. Don't go out there swinging because that's all we've seen so far this series. And I wa- then I watched the highlights back. I felt quite bad because I'd judged them already. It didn't matter who was batting. Coley, Tendulkar, Brian Lara, anyone could have been batting and they'd have been clean bowled by all those deliveries. It, did, it, it No one got themselves out. One of the... So good. Probably will be the ball of the series. You know, you, you, feel, you feel bad for Pope, but oh, it was... What ball? Wobble. Um, I think he bowled really well. I think Cummins bowled really well, and a lot of the time without reward for Cummins. Actually, he only he sort of in the first innings he picked up. I think only one wicket actually, but he, he bowled so well. They're a very good bowling attack, but again, England have hit three hundred twenty-seven in the fourth innings, mm. and a lot of the time that would a be lot enough of the time, to win most that games. wins you the game. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's still a lot of heart you can take from it. I'll ask you a question, Steve, and that is England are now 2 0 down in a home Ashes. Are the Ashes over already? So I said in the group chat last night that are we about to witness, and actually, to be fair, this is where my money would be England men losing 5 0 and England women not winning a match in an Ashes series. We could very easily get to August this year and other than at the test against uh, Ireland, mm. England will not have won a game in a home summer. And to have been white, I, we could easily get whitewashed. And I think it's one of those things where we lose next week and it feels like you're in Australia. None of Nothing goes your way and you are just desperate. However, this, if there's one team in history that I think can win three, three games on the trot. Yeah. If there's one team that comes back, if there's one team that's going to let those sort of... It's been two nearly tests. And I think there's one team that can turn that around and put it aside and go, actually, there's so many positives we can take out of those first opening test matches. I think it's this this side. So I I really think that... I, I don't think the Ashes are over. All, all maybe want, that's out of hope more than expectation yeah 
But I, I don't think it is. I think realistically, England can turn around and win the next three tests because we went 100%. so long without losing a test. We didn't lose a test last summer. You know, we had a really good winter. I think I think we could. I think I, I still hope and believe that we might be able to turn around and, and win three two. Who knows? I might look very silly if we end up losing five nil. I might look like an absolute. We won't genius. lose five nil actually. No, we're not gonna lose five nil. But you know, the the point is I, I could look very, very silly if England fold. Um or I could look like an oracle if England turn around and by the time August hits we've we've got the ashes in our hands. Let's see what happens. I think I can't see uh, I really hope not because Test cricket is on its knees actually. It's not in the best place and this England team promised to sort of like bring back Test cricket mm. and like my brother's watching it. My brother, you can't take him away from the TV. He loves it. He's obsessed with it now already. Yeah. And it, it, it has a feel of the 2005s where you can talk to people in the street and go, what do you think of England? And they'll go, oh, Ben Stokes is doing a good job. And anyone, mm. everyone has an opinion. And then again, today was another captivating innings that you only get from from one man, really. Only one yeah. man, and I think in the world, is capable of an innings mm. like that. Ever. But ever. Ever. Like, you think of someone like um, Botham and people talk him up. Mm. Like Ben Stokes has, has had in 2019, he had two two innings, well, actually three if you count the Super Over as a separate innings, like where he did the absolute impossible to to win a game for England. Mm. I mean, this year he he did the absolute impossible to get that close. You just don't know. He can he win it the series? That's the thing. Uh, that was his first fifty for ages, wasn't it? But this is the thing. All right, so he's, he's my, a match winner. My thinking, yeah. But my thinking is, okay. This might be a bit of a monologue, but whatever happens, if we lose the next game, Test cricket, and I will have to bleep this out, is fucked in this country because all the people that got excited for baseball are now going to become one of them horrible old people you see on the internet going, oh, back in my day they didn't hit the ball everywhere, and this is stupid, and all the kids were, and that's it. The philosophy's gone. And no one's going to tune in for no one's tuning in for three more tests if we if we've three nil down after three, no one no one's watching that like that's it mm. like and no one's watching the hundred because they're all fed up of England losing constantly and they just don't want to watch any more cricket. All I want is for it to go to either the last day or just just go to the last session that's played at the Oval. I don't care if England win or lose, but take it to the last day of the Oval, please. Don't don't let don't let a test match be played that's pointless. The other thing is, Basball has looked stupid so far, this series. But I think it might, uh, Ben Stokes is a microcosm of Basball in that yeah. he, he gets out for five every week, swinging at one outside off. And you just go, why have you done that? But every time it comes to the fourth innings, he's one off of 50. And then goes, well, what do I need to do with, to win the game? I'm going to bat. I'm going to bat long time. I'm going to take the field. And it's sensible. And he does what the team needs. Mm. That's what Basball is. It's It looks stupid. 
But in the final three tests, they're going to go, what do we need to do to win three tests on a row? We need to not get out f- like 10 down first morning. Yeah. And they'll bat sensibly. They'll bat better. Justin Langer said something at lunchtime on day two, I think it was. He said, it's good to be daring and adventurous and exciting. Jumping out of a plane is daring and adventurous and exciting. But you don't jump out of a plane without an, a parachute because you want to be so exciting. You still wear a parachute, even though that's boring. Like, you don't just throw yourself off a cliff because it's exciting. Like, don't do that. There's 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 levels of it. Yeah. And England haven't worked that out yet. But I think now, with Stokes playing that kind of innings where... And he did it... This is the thing. They've not been doing it in test matches where they just go, right, we need to be boring for half an hour to get a good score and don't let them back in the game. They did it in the T20 World Cup final against Pakistan and the semi-final against India. They mm. batted at a slower rate than they have been in test matches because that's they realised that Stokes needed to play that innings to win a World Cup. Do it in a test match, you know? You don't have to go at sixes in a test match. You can have half an hour where you go at twos and you soak up some pressure. That's the thing. Other, th- The final point is that in 2015, England were in a far worse position coming into a home Ashes summer than they are now. They just lost 5-0. Mm. There was no way they should have won that series, but they won. They went on a pre-Ashes camp in Spain where they didn't play any cricket. They had team bonding, but they, they basically by the pool all day, every day, they just did slip catching. And they didn't drop any catches that series and they won the series. Our fielding this year and our batting and things like that, it's all well and good saying we're basball, we're going to go and play golf and it's like fun and it's aesthetically pleasing and it's all, you know, plays into the mindset. But they've dropped so many catches and missed stumpings and extra runs and boundaries they shouldn't have conceded and it's things like that that I just think it's good being relaxed but don't be so relaxed that you can't do the basics. Because on a Sunday in a friendly, I get shouted at if I do that. Don't you can't do it at test level. So I, I do think tighten up that field a little bit, and again, just a little bit of rubber the green. I I really think that's a difference. Little things like in that you know on on the second day when Ollie Pope hooks it and gets caught on the boundary. I I think if if that goes for six, you're seeing a really different test. Just because they'll go, oh, he's just this is basketball. We're we're bowling short and we're getting smacked for six. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Obviously, what ended up happening is you know they bowled short and that became the whole test became a a short bowling exercise. But I think I think it's I still think it's very exciting. I still think it's really finely poised and Australia maybe two nil up and obviously favourites, but don't write off England. Do not write off England because, you know, if any team is capable of coming back from 2-0 down, it's this England team with Ben Stokes as captain and Brendan McCallum as coach and the talent that is, the the batting talent that's throughout the squad Um, and to an extent the bowling talent. I think Tung's been a great find. I think he bowled really well. Mm. Um, Broad's obviously always pumped because it's an Ashes. I think we still have a a great chance so I'm still very excited it's a shame it's been great for cricket though it's been great for cricket to see yeah. a test like that very old versus new um, and old's winning 
Old is winning so far, but, you know, let's see who's winning come the beginning of August. Well, I know who will definitely be winning come the beginning of August. Tell me, tell me now. keep going the way they are. Can you guess? I want you to tell me, Steve. Cricket will be the winner. Sure, Steve. Cricket is always (laughs) the winner. And like a Top Gear episode, that's our sign to end. Yes. And with that, good night. Thank you. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.